Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places in and around a very windy Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week, all the way from Altadena, her new book, The Big Hurt, is out and available at your favorite bookstores now. Always a pleasure to have her with us, author, performance artist, and resistrix, Erica Schickel. Welcome, Erica. Hey, kids. Happy to be here. Good to see you after all this time. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. And I, I should note, before introducing the rest of the panel, that we do have the original panel, the extra crispy original recipe, as I like to call us, because we are celebrating this is the 225th episode of Let's Be Treasonable. And wow. yeah, it's like, I I don't think I've been angry about the same thing for like so long consecutively <laughs> since I was a, a angry teenager. So uh, as far as midlife crises go, I think uh, this one's... Uh, well, it's it's long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Erica, yeah, you know, but uh, nevertheless, we persist. Grind on. <laughs> well, good to be back, though, with the original crusty recipe here. <laughs> that that too. Well, yeah. Thank you for being here. It's uh, you know, and I I know you were you were just saying that you know promo stuff is winding down, but I know it's been a busy week, uh, busy week, a busy year with the release of the book. So very glad you could carve yeah. some time out to uh, to you. join us for this momentous occasion. Also from the original crew, as well, I mean, I guess that's implied uh, we all are, but he is a comedian, an actor, a raconteur, a juggler of words and objects, currently working on the follow-up to his debut comedy album, A Little Off the Top of My Head, and ultimately the guy who came up with the name of this show. Always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Jim Coughlin. Welcome, sir. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here, and I'm excited and happy. Uh, despite everything in the world collapsing and crumbling, uh, you know, gotta gotta carve out a little space for for the wackiness and yeah. I yeah. I like to think that's that's what we provide. You know, I mean, democracy had a pretty good run, and now let's see what's coming next. It, yeah, I'm sort of starting to feel like all those years of of people telling me, you know, you you really should uh, you should be healthier if you want to live longer. I'm starting to think I've timed things out pretty well. Uh, you know, we <laughs> you you never yeah. know when you know the the metaphorical or metaphysical bus is gonna smack you in the face, but. Uh, at the rate things are going, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about uh, a potential uh, earlier exit than than others in the peer group. Nothing soon, you know. Like like yeah. I often say, you know, when people ask me why I smoke, I am a suicidal procrastinator. I don't have time to do it now because things, there's other things. But it's you know, it's on the plate. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, and hey, you know, if if the world does it for me, so so be it. That's that's life. That's what people say. Uh, well, Jim, thank you for being with us. It has it has been a, a fun run, and it continues. And I'm glad you 
are here with us today. As always, we are also joined by comedian, scholar, founding panelist of the show, and the Black Voice of Reason. It is always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Dave. Power to the people. Good to see the crew back in together for 2022. Here we go again. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, the the years do seem to slog on, but uh, but we are getting through. And two things that I do want to point out, you know, because time and your your common greeting power to the people, you know, at least uh, at least <laughs> we're getting it here because maybe not uh, seeing so much proof of the power to the people from the Congress, and and we'll be talking about that in a bit. But the other thing that I did want to point out is that I did say in the intro that it is a very windy Los Angeles and, uh, you know, L.A. does have have the reputation of being sunny and in the 70s year round. And, hey, it's it's Los Angeles. It's a beautiful day. But uh, we do occasionally get weather. And this is this is one of those times when the weather comes in the form of wind. And, well, it's not that extreme. We got some uh, some palm fronds and other parts of the trees in the courtyard here and uh, out in the street extreme. well i i was saying like Five directly here you over over in altadena erica's internet has been blown out so uh, we we ask in advance for uh, a little forgiveness a little grace if if she does get a little choppy but mm -hmm. uh thank you Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because of Omicron and what have you, we are doing the show remotely this week. And, uh, hey, you know, that's all good. We're living in a weird time virus wise because it seems like there are so many things where people are just doing the life goes on and, you know, we will do what we can to, to mitigate, you know, the, the negative effects. And then like, you know, uh, there was a, a show that I was going to go to tonight that's canceled because of the virus. There, there are a lot of events that are being canceled on and off or being postponed because, you know, performers, athletes, what have you, people are, are getting the virus. And so they're unable to, to do the performances. So, you know, every, it's kind of like every time you start thinking like, yeah, okay, I think we're getting through this. We're, we're doing all right. You, you get another boot to the head kind of reminder that, oh, oh no, this is, um, yeah, still, still pandemic. Still a thing. We're yep. Still doing this. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that, uh, COVID still a thing with you guys? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it seems to be. It's yeah, with with new directives from the CDC, you know, and and folks saying that yeah, cloth masks not really doing it. So you know, you got. I don't think. Um, I really don't think. When I, I'm actually tired of hearing people saying that the CDC is messing up their message. Yeah, they told. I, I don't think any message that you give Americans today they're going to follow because they think you're taking their freedom by telling them what to do. Now you're because one minute you're pissed off. Say, oh, now we can't. You don't have enough tests to test everybody. Well, when we were trying to get you tested, you wouldn't do it. When I tried to get you to get a vaccine, you wouldn't do it. You have to wait and see more people dying and more frustration. And now you want to take it out on Biden and well, Biden all the that shit. They're they still doing their research, do. <laughs> and they wouldn't do it. No, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. And one of the stories that was in the news this week that I found really interesting, because especially in Florida, where 
you know, they're extremely vaccine and truth resistant. There, it it seems like the the common line of thought there amongst the the ignorant was that we don't need to get vaccinated because they got the monoclonal antibodies. We can just go get that remdesivir shot and we're going to be fine. Well, it it turns out, uh, you know, and going to what Timon was saying, you know, the CDC message keeps changing because the science changes. And when you get all these people that refuse to do anything to to mitigate the spread well the virus mutates and then we have new things to deal with and so that's how you get new strains like omicron and it turns out that the the monoclonal antibodies don't work against omicron so it's like oh well you know i mean it's it's a lighter you know the the effects aren't as bad as as that well you know it's figured out how to beat your ace in the hole so Get with it, people. I mean, when you when you look at uh, also, you have people say, "I'm healthy. I don't have to do these things. I'm healthy. I don't have to go and." Uh, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. If a a a what is was she a city councilman in Orange County, forty six years old? Oh, she was the anti-vaxxer. DA, DA assistant DA. Yeah. Okay. What I mean, what do you got to do, man? What do you got to say? I don't know anything to say. We're all adults. You know, now they want to come out and say, well, we're going to make the, the we're a child that they want to get it at 12 years old, like they do the HPV. They can go and get it if their parents, even though their parents don't want them to have it. No, it seems a lot so of the parents would saying, rather have the, the 12s and, well, 12s and unders and the 12 ups uh, going in, in instead of getting vaccinated. Just go to school and get the virus. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 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 I, mean, it's I don't know what else to say to them. I, I don't know what I mean, Biden can say. I do fault the CDC, though. I mean, I think that they've had a lot of mixed messaging, and especially around this whole, the latest thing with them saying, you know, if you need to go back to work and you're still positive, but you don't have symptoms, or you can quarantine for only five days. I mean, what's going on there? You know, I mean, it's just so wrongheaded and non-scientific, and it makes me question what they're doing. Yeah, I well, I mean, you know? I I agree, well, I and I think. It, well, I was going to say, I think about, the the big problem with communication came, you know, from the last administration politicizing the virus and fucking up the lines of communication and silencing, you know, scientists on the government payroll who wanted to tell the truth about it, and that's gotten us where we are today, and it's I think it's a mix of the science changing. Therefore, what the the advice is from the CDC changing and the fact that because it's been politicized, now that's a whole other tightrope they got to walk. Well, there's also yeah. the impatience of Americans. They want stuff in. You look what you're doing to my life. And dude, look, dude, I didn't create the virus, but you've got to you just can't keep, you know, so they have to watch what they do. And then the media says, well, you just sent this message and you just sent that message. I can't keep up because I'm when I put out a plain message, get a vaccine, do what you're supposed to do. And that way you can go back to your normal life. But you don't want to do that. you got people getting shot. You know, uh, uh, you know, you get they get shot because they told someone to wear a mask. You get beat up on an airplane because you were told to wear a mask. 
You know, so what do we do? I don't, I don't know. If I was a president, I'd just say, fuck it. Because what else can I tell you? You guys are assholes. And they are. I just really, <laughs> it's, 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 that's the annoying part about Americans. They're spoiled and they don't want to do any fucking thing the one they ask them to do. Yeah, the thing people just and amazingly don't seem to grasp at this point is that just because you're over COVID doesn't mean that COVID's over us. You know, it's like you can yeah. you can be as as upset about it as you want. It's not going to change the fact that it's still here and it's going to be here until enough people fucking, you know, and pardon the expression, but man up you know, and, and grow a pair. And I, you know, it's funny because you, you, you have all of these, uh, euphemisms, you know, and, and things that are all centered in masculinity of like buckling down and getting shit done. And you look at the evidence, especially these days, and that seems to be female territory. It's like, yeah, men folk are, you know, too busy banging rocks together and being idiots. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, you know, time and, you know, you, you, you know, as president, you would give up basically. And this is why neither you or I are president, right? <laughs> yes. Um, it's just <laughs> not very presidential it. to give up. Right. I mean, I wouldn't but, call uh, it giving up though, Jim. I'm saying that, I put the message out. What more can I do for you? Oh, yeah. I, I, I break it all down for you. You'd rather go talk to Joe Rogan than talk to an actual scientist or an actual doctor. So what are we supposed to do? Oh, no. I what, hear I mean, what I else hear can I do? I, I can, all I can do is put it out there and tell you what's going on. And you just throw it back in my face. And you got DeSantis and all the other guys saying, screw it. Well, did you, uh, anybody happen to see the Mexican anchorman go off on anti-vaxxers? No. It's wonderful. It's time and it's the type of reaction you'd like to see Joe Biden do, right? What? In Spanish, he said, he, he showed them how to wear a mask. And then he said, you damned anti-vaxxer group of assholes. Stop <laughs> with your bullshit. Stop screwing the world, whole world. And he's like fuming as he's saying this. At least cover yourself with your damn face mask and stop screwing up the whole world. You anti-vaxxers are assholes. Put on the put on the face max. I'm leaving. Anyway, it's it's got to watch it. And I get it. I mean, Jim, I you know, um, you know, guys are trying to find a way. I, I work with a guy who's who's lost four toes from diabetes, wow. and and he's still, you know, he still won't get vaccinated. He's talking about ivermectin and, and he's talking about taking hydrochloroquine. Dude, you've lost four toes. And the bacteria is still getting into his, he's getting, I don't know how he gets his infected. He's talking about they may cut off his leg, but he won't get a vaccine. I mean, you know, yeah. But yeah, you you'll eat a Carl's yeah. Jr. burger and try to tell, <laughs> and, and drink a Mountain Dew and tell me about life. Shut up. He lives in Lancaster. <laughs> I mean, so there's the problem right there. Sand in his ears. So true. Well, we do have more to talk about with COVID uh, this week, as well as many other things. But first, I yeah realize as as always, yeah. Hey, two hundred twenty five episodes in. Why should I remember to introduce myself in the first fifteen minutes of the show? Right. Uh, I I am Doctor David Robinson. I'm your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse. And as you've already seen, there is plenty to talk about, which we will be doing. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. 
I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants, available in Omicron Variant everywhere, now and when you least expect it. Unmitigated Spread Variants. It's time for another peak. Well, it is the fourth Saturday of the year, and being the 22nd of January, that also means it's National Fruitcake Toss Day, National Blonde Brownie Day, and the 49th anniversary of the victory in Roe versus Wade. So much like uh, Jim was saying about democracy, it was a good run, 49 years. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's disappointing to see what's happening. And, you know, we saw it this week with voting rights and there was actually, I love that Raphael Warnock, uh, Senator Warnock from Georgia pointed out like, Hey, how fucking awesome is it that the quote unquote greatest deliberative body in the history of mankind is actually debating how awesome are we? Right. Just a little mm. bit of irony dripping from that statement. Yeah. Yeah. And that's coming from a pastor. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, this is, this is somewhat frightening for, for me, you know, with my own personal <coughs> beliefs and what have you. But looking at the, the religious folk and the folks from the medical establishment who are in Congress. I I am personally uh, a little disturbed that I am I am finding more in common with the pastor than I am with the doctors. Now, of course, you've got doctors like Rand Paul, and uh, well, Paul Gosar. Uh, I guess he's a dentist, right? Um, yeah. And there's there's uh, one other dude I think from Tennessee, but yeah, basically all the doctors that are in Congress are quacks. You know, and I mean, I am, I, and I say this fully admitting that I paid $20 for my doctorate, uh, which was obtained from an online church and I, I have not been to medical school, but I guarantee you that the medical advice you would get from me is much more sound than you would get from most of the clowns who also call themselves doctor who are currently in the Congress. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, as you know, I have my doctorate. Yes, from from Disney. So, U. <laughs> and, and Disney characters. But does that have a medical condition? I can help. Does that officially make you a quack? <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. My doctorate, as, as I may have mentioned, is is signed by Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. So. Well, you know, as long as they stick to uh, signing diplomas and don't actually vote. And that's why we need stronger voter ID, uh, because as as fictional characters, they should not have a say in how our government is run. The corporation they represent should have a lot of say in the the way our our country is run. According even stated, if you're thinking about voting rights and you think of Martin Luther King, they don't even want you. He's telling the high schools to not even teach Martin Luther King in the high schools in in Florida. Yeah, yeah they're trying you to you can't, they're yeah. trying to pass a bill to basically make white fragility a legally protected illegal. Uh, well, now, the fragility is is legal. Dis- uh, we don't want to bring any discomfort. To white people, those were his words. We can't have them being uncomfortable in what was <laughs> going on. So we don't want that. You can't discuss the past. I don't. Yeah, and there was a, there was an interview with uh, Virginia yeah. Virginia Governor Glenn Glenn Trumpkin, who was saying, "We want to teach all of history. We want to teach the good and the bad. We just don't think people should should be made to feel like they are being persecuted." or that they're at fault for anything because of the color of their skin. It's like, well, then that would mean that you're either not teaching the bad parts of history or you're banning the teaching of ethics. Because here's here's the thing that I don't understand about this. And I'm not, you know, you guys know me. I'm not doing like a Rachel Dole is all here where I'm not white, you know. But I've had enough white people from growing up in the Midwest, tell me you're not you're not one of us because you know one of them one of them hebes. But I just I really don't understand this whole white mentality of if we did something bad in the past or something was done by people in a group that we visually represent that we need to feel bad about it all the time. And it's like, well, I mean. You don't need to focus on that, but it should be something that influences and guides your actions. It's kind of like, oh, well, if something bad was done to me before, maybe I shouldn't do that to other people. It's just being turned into such an emotional conversation, you know, and it's like you don't we're not nobody's asking you to feel bad about yourself you know we're talking about justice and equity and recognizing the failures of our system and our forefathers and you know it's not about feeling bad about yourself and you know it's just such a reductive stupid boneheaded argument but that's that's sort of the thrust that's where the power it's not, it's in a completely irrational movement I, you know i agree with you but yeah, i also yeah, yeah. i sort of disagree because i think if someone does have that mindset you know what maybe maybe you should feel kind of bad about yourself <laughs> But I mean, do, I mean, they do not want to have the discussion because where the truth lies. We didn't, you know, black people can actually say we didn't create racism. Okay. Yeah. Well, well look, it, it was one of you. 
Yeah, there you go. He divided us. So you have something here and you don't want to discuss it because you say, well, we just want to show the good side. No, because you can't show the good side of Columbus. You can't show the good side of Cortez and, 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 and Presario because they killed people. You raped and you pillaged, sorry, and then you tried to cover it up with religion, or you connected religion, and that also is bullshit, because you you beat black folks in the name of God, and you told them they were from the people of Ham, and they're fucked up. But if you'd have just told the truth, like the Europeans do, they'll tell you every rotten thing they did. We're the only ones. Americans will not tell the truth. And they, they're trying to smooth it over. I'm sorry, 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, sorry, no smoothing. Uh-uh, no. It now, was brutal. And you need now, to acknowledge it and deal with it. But you now don't as, it. as the sole white person on the panel today... Um, <laughs> Wait, Wait er, Erica doesn't count because she's a woman? What are you, Mitch McConnell? <laughs> uh, by rights, a minority... Um, I would like to implement this idea in my personal life where if I did some shit to you two years ago, you can't bring it up. It makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) I was going to say, you're not, you're not currently dating. Knock the mirror off your car when I was driving drunk. Don't bring it up, please. Thank you. You know, it's in the past. I really wish people would get over all those hobos I killed. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, yeah, I, I do uh, I, I do want to point out that uh, according to, since Jim, you, you pointed out that you're a minority on the panel. According to Mitch McConnell, uh, we, we have three Americans on the panel today and one African-American. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, right. And, yeah. I wonder how long it took somebody that knew him to figure out, oh, yeah, that, that wasn't right what you said there. Or did they all just go, oh, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it was the, the second one. And, you know, there were people who were like, dude, it wasn't a mistake. It's like, no, shit, you know. But I, yeah. in in one side, you know, you because. Think it, I, I mean, I think that he said it just because he's such a fucking racist. He doesn't realize that he's. I don't think he did it deliberately to, like, bait people. I think he's just actually that racist no i think uh if anything he probably patted himself on the back for for showing restraint in in just referring to the the paler end of the spectrum as americans rather than regular americans or real americans right right but hey oh it's so exhausting yeah it uh it definitely is it it feels like I don't know. We've we've been dealing with all this crap forever, but specifically under the Biden administration for 368 days. And as of today, we've got Timberney. 864,182 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 70,130,650 confirmed cases with about 250.3 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine with about 210 million of them fully vaccinated. 
And, you know, we were talking about Omicron before. And, you know, I do these, I, I update these numbers every week. It's too depressing to look at them on a, on a daily basis. But, you know, with people saying, oh, Omicron, it isn't that bad, you know, this, this is a, a jump in over 5 million confirmed cases added this week. And that's, wow. that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people with the virus. And like we were saying last week and have said on the show before, and the scientists, and we've heard it in the news, one of the things that we still don't know is the long-term effects of long COVID. I'm actually, I have a personal anecdote here, which is a lightweight one, but my kid, both my kids had it uh, over the holidays. My eldest, I think, got Delta, and then my younger got Omicron. And um, the younger recovered well. She's sort of a more resilient, has a more resilient body than the older. But um, yeah, my eldest is really, I mean, they had it right before, right after Thanksgiving. And they are just struggling. I mean, they are recovered. They're back at work. And they can barely get it, get past lunch. I mean, and I just think we are dealing with such an unbelievable long-term national disability crisis around this. Like we haven't even begun to talk about that. And it was while talking to my eldest kid that I had this horrifying dystopian vision of the future where I thought, oh my God, you know, if the Republicans get back in and do all the shit that they want to do, I can see them flipping on reality again and saying COVID never happened. The yeah. people who are claiming they are sick weren't really sick. There's no such thing as long haul COVID. We are not requiring insurance companies to cover it. You know, there is no dis there are no disability benefits for people who claim long haul COVID. I mean, it could just go get so bad. Anyway, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I failed to see the light part of that anecdote. <laughs> and I was really looking, man. Um, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'd like to point out that, you know, we have all this voting uh, restrictions and it's going to be harder to vote and they'll be able to overturn votes, you know, thanks to their new laws. Um, the only thing going the right way is deaths from COVID. Um, since May 2021, people living in counties that voted heavily for Donald Trump uh, have nearly three times as likely to die from COVID as those who live in areas that went for Biden. So hopefully... I wonder if it's in enough states. numbers to, like... Yeah, is it? I mean, is that enough deaths to, like, overcome a gerrymander? Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, truly, the, I wonder. it's funny, Erica, well, because I was just thinking this is somehow, and as many things that we've seen with the Republicans, especially in the last five years, it will defy all reason and logic, but they will find a way to simultaneously refuse to acknowledge as you were just saying that covid is or ever was a thing well using all of the covid deaths in the red states to justify the gerrymandering 
to say, well, we, you know, we, we've killed off half of our followers. So we, you know, we need to, to just, you know, fudge the numbers a little bit to give us a fair chance. (laughs) Let's get the story straight. Uh, I'm surprised Al Gore hasn't been drawn into this, you know, Uh, Al Gore probably worked at the lab in Wuhan yeah, if he had never invented the internet, none of this ever yeah. would have happened. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, I never thought I would root for a disease, but <laughs> well, I kind of am. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah but the, obviously the problem is, of course, that it doesn't choose only Republicans, and it doesn't choose only the unvaccinated. You That's know? true. I mean, that it's is just, true. You know, and it doesn't fucking help all those poor healthcare workers who yeah. are just. I mean, can you even imagine what it must be like to be working in a hospital right now? God. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, and that's there. There's another long-term crisis too, which is you know what's happened to the healthcare industry. Like, where will that be at the end of all this? True, you and know? you know, I was talking towards the beginning of the show about how. You know, there there are shows and, you know, other entertainment things that are not happening because of COVID, because either the venues are closed or the acts themselves are like putting a pause on the tour. But as we've been seeing, uh, especially since Omicron, one of the other effects is that you're getting, you know, like healthcare workers, first responders like police, fire, paramedics where the systems are so strained because there are so many people that are out with the virus that the the systems can't function as they're intended to and that's that's the other crisis that you know we're facing and I think especially with long covid it we're going to see it a lot more but you you can't save lives either you know saving people from fires or saving people from medical emergencies directly or catching criminals if you're sick in bed and laid up and so you know maybe that's yeah. something that uh, folks need to consider it's and again you know and going back to what i was saying about the the defiance of of logic and reason just think back to last january 6th and images of you know someone beating a police officer with a thin blue line flag yeah and i don't know people used to say irony is dead it's Uh, i i had to give up one little piece of the irony puzzle there um it turns out the woman with the don't tread on me flag was not the one she wasn't actually crushed to death (laughs) She was not actually crushed. She died from some other problems. So you're saying those flags work. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. They do work, yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, you got to look for the, for the light, right? So it does occur to me that we'll have so many people leaving the medical profession because it's so depressing and, you know, particularly the emergency room responders and stuff, mm-hmm. that maybe we'll end up with really, really young doctors, so you'll go to the emergency room and it'll just be like a million Doogie Housers. <laughs> you know, we'll have to cut down on how long it takes to become a doctor. Well, I, I think they'll, they'll all be Doogie Housers, but they're all going to be like 
Asian or East Indian, you know, because the but American the schools is also happening. Oh no, you know, absolutely. There are so many Asian doctors and then there's yeah. all these sick racists coming in saying like, I want a male doctor. I want a, I want an, a white doctor. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, well, and I don't have COVID no matter what you say, I'm not sick and I'm not taking that medicine because Joe Rogan but, says uh, to take this other thing. But the thing is we yeah. have all, of these foreign doctors and it's you know it's a growing trend and it's going to keep growing because the american school systems suck and we are not you know we're not creating the next generations of scientists and and doctors and it's it's yeah. not because the kids are so woke that um with uh you're talking about police officers a lot of, and then firemen remember in l.a we had firemen and police who said they're not going to get vaccinated. So, yeah. yes, they went at home and they got sick. I have people that I work with in probation. I'm not getting vaccinated. So, yes, you're at home sick. But then you say, oh, you know, you know, we don't have any firemen. Or, There's no one to put my your firemen don't want to get vaccinated. See, here's your police officers don't want to get back. Your sheriff department. Here's the thing well, I think is really because they won't get vaccinated. And yet you call yourself. To serve and to protect. Really simple solution to that. If if you are a firefighter who doesn't want to get vaccinated, then you lose your helmet and your respirator. You don't get to use those next time you run into a burning building. If you're a police officer who doesn't want to get vaccinated, no gun, no taser, no vest. Really simple. If yeah. If you don't want to take something and do something that is very simple to protect yourself then you don't get any of the other stuff that's going to protect you. I would say, you know, uh, who who is going to not get vaccinated among police? The more conservative ones. So if more of them leave, that's all to the better. I know in the in the medical profession, it's it's a very tiny minority that aren't getting vaccinated. You know, well, they fired 108 nurses in Texas who refused to get vaccinated. Yeah, but and it'll be out of like it'll be out of a system of 20,000. In other words, those 108 were like less than 1% probably. Yeah. And also, you know, when, when we look at, uh, they said, well, crime is going up. Well, still, if you don't get vaccinated, we gotta, we gotta have people that we can count on and, and get you, but yet you want overtime checks. You want all this different stuff. Just asking you that, you know, when they, when they had the problem in Skid Row, and everybody was getting typhus, okay, you had to clean it up. And people had to get shots for all of that. I don't know, I don't know where, and like you said there, Jim, that it's the conservative ones, you know, who are doing this, who think that someone's taking advantage of them, and they're not. Not to take issue in, in your whole message there, but to zoom in on one point. If crime isn't going up, then how come there are so many crime-fighting agencies that are are working overtime to take down the Trump crime family. Uh, you've got, you know, you've got uh, Georgia, where they're they're going after the the Trumps for the phone calls and and trying to steal the election in Georgia by manipulating the the vote results. You've got New York, uh, where they're looking into the the Trump crime family's enterprises and how they've uh, fudged. Let's let's be nice. Let's just say how they've fudged the numbers 
on the value of, of Trump properties. And I, I need to check with the Guinness people. I don't even know if there's a record for this, but I think Eric Trump may have set a new world record this week when he took the fifth 500 times during his deposition. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fifths. And then yeah. you've normally you've, a fifth of scotch, for instance, could kill you if you took 500 of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then you've got, uh, you know, the, the January 6th commission and the, the department of justice. And I wonder about the Supreme court, but the Supreme court this week said, yeah, uh, there is no executive privilege related to all these January 6th documents. And those can go to the committee and looking at the makeup of, of the court and some of their other recent decisions. I seriously wonder if that was, Sort of a move to like, not to throw Trump to the wolves, but sort of, yeah, let's, let's give the liberals a little bit of red meat and we'll give this to them and then fuck over everything else. Yeah. It's we're we're going to take take abortion. abortion, We're going to, we're going to keep uh, corporate money in, in the election system. I think, I think also, and this, that, that Supreme court decision really brought it home. Like Trump is their fucking puppet you know they're done with him not a they puppet see not a puppet circling. not a puppet not a you're puppet. the puppet i mean I, yeah so they see the dog circling the writing is on the wall you know and i think there's so much drama around whether or not he gets indicted and then finally you know sent to jail but the problem is is that it doesn't really matter if he does it doesn't it's not going to change anything it's not going to change the base. The base is already trying to figure out a way to move on, I think. Um, and the people who are behind him, the Cokes and the Mercers and all that, those fucking horrifying people, they, their work is done here in ter- at that level. They've gotten their Supreme Court. That was the big, long game. So now they can just fucking kick Trump to the curb and continue with their evil master plan. Yeah, I uh, again would agree with almost everything you said there, but I think it's it's the Cokes and and the power brokers who are the ones that are ready to move on. It's the base that loves the the drama. I mean, it's fucking WWE, you know, looking at what's going on yeah, with with is. Trump, and you know, I know he was sort of a figurehead in the entertainment there. But no, I think the base fucking, you know, loves, I mean, Trump had another one of his Nazi rallies in Arizona last week and oh, he's, he's getting more racist by the way. Yeah. It's, I don't know if you guys, uh, there was an article, I think from the Atlantic that was, uh, that I put in the flipboard this week that was about anti-Semitism and the roots and not. You know, it's and a lot of a lot of folks, especially on the right, you know, love to get yeah, the the smaller groups on the left fighting amongst themselves. So this isn't a thing of, oh well, the racism we experience is worse than the racism you experience, Timon. But it's that they're different in that a lot of anti Semitism, you know, racism against African-Americans and other people of color tends to tends to just generally be based in in ignorance and hatred of what is different and easy scapegoating because there's a visual difference. 
Whereas a lot of anti-Semitism is based in these conspiracy theories and beliefs, you know, that like Jews are trying to take over the whole we Jews will not replace us kind of sentiment. Can I use your laser gun? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, it's it's the satellite. Uh, and I've only, you know, I I was able to get a deal. Uh, I get it on alternate weekends. <laughs> but, you know, I got, a, I got a long list of enemies that I need to shoot down with it. So, yeah, you know, come over. We'll collaborate. We can uh, we can just bring up the laser cameras on the big screen. And- yeah, hey, because, you know, brothers would always like to get their own laser gun. I didn't know the Jews <laughs> already had their laser gun. Time and the only problem with that uh, Jewish space laser, it doesn't work on Saturdays. (laughs) (laughs) I want a laser. Do they come in pink? Yep. Yep. I thought they were already built into the pussy hats. (laughs) So his little ears. Never speak of the pussy hat. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's funny because Facebook people posting memories of like the women's march in LA from uh, a couple of years ago. And I, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, pussy hats are like an eternal fashion icon, but I, you know, I think they work. Hey, if you, ask Garcetti's, if you ask Garcetti's assistant who said that the lefties are a little bit out of, and the BLM is annoying, you know, I don't know if you guys caught that. I didn't. That, that, that was uh, Garcetti's, um, during the Black Lives Matter march, she put in a 2016 email that the lefties are getting uh, getting out of control and the BLM is a little annoying. And uh, she doesn't have that job anymore. I mean, she's still at City Hall, but yeah, I think once and like anything with government, it wasn't you know when she actually did that. It was when it was found out and released to the public that someone yeah. said, well, maybe she shouldn't be uh, in that job anymore. Yeah. Let's just shuffle her. It's kind of like, you know, what the church does with priests. It's just going to uh, administrative leave. Hey, my first pastor sent out teachers. letters to get rid of all those church members. What's that? My pastor sent out letters. I just found this out back in, uh, I guess, in October. He sent out letters to different church members that he didn't want them to come back. At all, or just <laughs> wow, just start removing them, you know. I was like, wow, I didn't know, I, I had no idea. You know, it's nice, it's, it's funny just on the whole topic, and not funny introduction here. But last Saturday, there was the incident at the temple in Texas where the terrorist came in. And what was funny is when they announced that you know, it was the, the rabbi and four congregants. And my first thought was, well, that can't be right. They need 10 to have a minion so they can have the service. And then, you know, it was like, oh, well, they were doing the service on, you know, Zoom or something to allow people to participate from the safeties of their own home. So I I guess they did have the minion there, just not in person. But yeah, it's... I don't know what that says about me that my first thought was, yeah. well, how reform are they down there in Texas that four people, you can't have a service with four, um, service for four. It, it, it is point out that the number of Jewish terms that are used as, uh, like indications of conspiracy, like, <laughs> Oh, your minions. Your no, well, no, 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 it's different. It's a minion. And, and, I mean, I if know, you're spelling but, it in English, it's yeah, yeah not a yeah. minion. Like 
the the little yellow folks that hang with Gru. Uh, yeah, like Mom and them. Well, I think I, I think there's some historical roots there. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you know. I, mean, I don't think they picked that name out of nowhere. We'll we'll have to look into the etymology, but uh, yeah, I I don't think uh, I you know there there may be a a fine dotted line between you know minion as. Uh, sidekick or subject of, of someone uh, versus uh, Mignon oh, okay. versus Filet Mignon. They could all be somewhat related. Uh, I guess they're not. Whoa, three different languages. Yeah. Mignon, yeah, it is the same as a Filet Mignon. Um, yeah, lover, a royal favorite darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Now we're an educational show. Think we yeah. can? Uh, we just need to punch the uh, cooking show box on our bingo card, and and we may have a winner here. But uh, one of the other things that I thought was somewhat interesting because I I think this sort of falls into you remember when Trump started like busting immigrants at the beginning of his term, and there were a lot of folks in the Midwest who voted for him and supported all this, and then the Mexican guy who runs the restaurant and owns the restaurant that they take their family to every week, got carted off by ICE agents. And there was that moment of recognition. They're like, well, I didn't think they were going to take him. He was one of the good ones kind of thing. Yeah. Well, this week in Tennessee, the freedom of religious practice laws were used by a Christian adoption agency to prevent a straight Jewish couple from uh, adopting a child. And what if they were messing with the Jews? Why do they keep messing with the Jews? Because because Everybody they likes can. to mess with the Jews. It's a historical thing. It's just a habit. <laughs> it's a hard habit to break. It's a hard habit to break. Once once you've been coming after Jews, like how how are you gonna slow that roll after all these centuries? Yeah, you try and cut back, but and I mean, not yeah. not like you're ever really surprised by where it comes from, you know, like Mitch McConnell calling black Americans, African Americans and white Americans, Americans. Uh, Lauren Boebert, apparently this week uh, was riding the elevator in Congress. And when the door opened, there was a group of Jews and I guess the there was an Orthodox rabbi with them with the beard, and, you know, the payas and the whole deal. But. The the door opens and she looks at them and asked if they were there on a reconnaissance mission. Oh my god! What? Yeah. No way. Where? That's true. That was reported yeah. someplace it's... reputable. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! She's such a fucking moron. That lady. I'm telling you. Holy cow! It is it, it is a I'm... dangerous deal. And these are women. You thought. You say, well, I can expect guys to say some shit like this, but now we got a lot of women talking like this? No. That, that, that's what's scary. They remind you of the daughters of the Confederate, is what they remind you of. Utterly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We well, must I mean, yeah. White supremacy where it is. To let them know. Well, well you because know. there are, you know, white supremacy is all about protecting the white woman. So, you know, you know it's just, yeah. they've totally co signed onto the whole. It you know it reminds me of the uh, <laughs> one of one of my favorite bits from early SNL was when uh, they were doing the prison follies 
And Garrett Morris is uh, saying, going to get me a shotgun and kill everybody I see. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, it, I mean, it's, it's a great bit, but uh, saw an interview with him uh, and the story behind it, you know, and he was talking uh, about, I, I think, I don't know if it was on television, but it was like sort of a variety show kind of thing. And a very prim and proper, uh, slightly older white woman went to the piano and basically sang that song, but with the N word in place of whitey. And I think it's that whole idea that they, they do like that Southern bell version, the, the Southern genteel version of racism, because it sounds so much nicer when it's coming from a woman, you know, in a, in a large dress with petticoats and stuff, you know, like you were saying time. And yeah, you expect that from the men folk, but yeah. when it's like the old lady in blazing saddles who brings the pie to Sheriff Bart and then comes back and now, of course, you will have the good taste not to tell anyone that I came here. <laughs> yeah. It's too yeah. damn bad you can't do that type of humor today. You cannot do that shit. God, you really cannot. You know. That I, movie I would had, never I, be made today. No, no, you cannot do that. And it's fucking hilarious. I mean, it's uh, classic. You know what, though? I think you yeah. you need to do that kind of humor. And it's it's the kind of thing, and it's it's got to be done well. You know, you can't go full-on Michael Richards, uh, you know, flipping out on the stage at, at the comedy. Uh, where was that? The Laugh Factory? Uh, Laugh Factory. It's kind of like the, there are no taboo topics, but there are topics that if you are going to write jokes about them, they have to be really good jokes. And I think... The the problem with eliminating the the kind of thing like when when Sarah Silverman did uh, the the joke uh, that got her in trouble on politically yeah. incorrect years ago that she was trying to get out of jury duty and one of her friends said oh well you should just write something really racist on the forum like I hate chinks and she says but I didn't want people to think I'm a racist. I, you know, I don't want people thinking that of me. So instead on the forum, I wrote, I love chinks. And the, the joke there, it, it's making fun of racism and it uses the language of racism to get the point across. And you would have to be pretty ignorant to think that, Oh, well that's a racist joke because I, I, specifically yeah. of the language. But I think, where discourse is in you know american society these days is that you you do, people just don't afford themselves the the nuance you know and it's like nope just have to look at it at the at, at the surface and there's there's a bad word and so this whole thing must be bad and racist and i think by yeah. demonizing that kind of comedy You've left that language in the hands of the actual racists. And it's, you know, we frequently complain about open micers on this show. And a lot of it, you know, in, in recent time has been the their lack of distinction between comedy and therapy. But I think that's the other aspect of it is the the shock comedy that now now, you know, because you don't get people writing jokes about racism that use the language of racism to address the problem. 
that that has now just become like nope now just like the racists are are using that and that's their big thing of like oh you're not supposed to say this so i'm gonna say it and it's like well you forgot to write a joke around it and now you're just some idiot screaming racist shit on stage you know i mean i think what we're talking about sort of a, a, a systemic failure in not just like semantics but you know of, of meaning making, of how we see things, how we communicate, what level we talk to each other on. I was listening to a podcast yesterday that was really interesting, and a woman was asserting on this podcast, this Rebel Wisdom podcast I listen to, um, that you know part of the problem is that we are in a post-literate age because we're not reading and writing. That we are, that reading and writing uh, requires a sort of an an analytic, rational sense in order to understand it and parse it, and because everything is everybody has a platform and everything is visual and immediate, um, that 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 level of conversation is disappearing. And, you know, there's a sort of push and pull between sort of the orthodoxy, the orthodox, you know, especially around the whole vaccination issue. And then, you know, the heterodox view. And, And how do we decide? We are no longer able to know what is real. What is the truth? You know, who we can trust when they are saying things. And, you know, it's a really deep, deep and terrible problem, you know, because everything is stemming from this, I think, in, in currently in society. You know, how do we talk about things? Who do we believe? Where does the truth lie? How do we vet the truth? What does doing our research really mean, you know? No, it's, I mean, not um, yeah. to go, not to go all biblical on you, you know, but it's, it's very Tower of Babel kind of situation, yes. except instead of actual language, it's, it's facts. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Just, and uh, also the thing is, you know, the, the, that we are heading back into a religious age, that we're coming out of this scientific, rational age and what's happening is we're tipping back into religiosity and even on the left, you know, the woke on the left is, you know, as though I would identify as such a person if I were to choose a camp. But again, you know, the, the sort of the language around all of that is so orthodox, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the words you can use, words you can't use, we're going to cancel you for this, you know. So it's like both sides are kind of doing the same thing. And it's that's why everything just feels so fractious and exhausting all the time. There's no point of, of agreement. There's no shared reality anymore. I've actually sat and, and talked to different people. Like you said, you made a good point, Erica, talking about no one's reading. No one's paying attention to what's going on. They're they're just spouting off and, you know, and, and, and they say, well, maybe the vaccine. You even have people that are willing to say, well, the vaccine probably killed them. No, that's not what happened. Or, you know, people say, well, it's. You know, you don't know for sure. They're making it up. The government's going to, you know, make me sterile. You can't, you know, and then now it's the government. They're just making up stuff. There's all this conspiracy. 
But it, you know, you say I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to Aaron Rodgers or I'm gonna listen to Joe Rogan, but I'm not gonna listen to Sanjay Sanjay Gupta, an actual doctor. But then yeah. again, here comes Doctor Oz with his ass, <laughs> who wants to be a now he wants to be yeah. political, and he's now shooting down the vaccine and telling people dumb shit, you know, because it's you know we've made we put these celebrities. On these pedestals, especially ones who've been on shows that all they create is conflict. If that's the case, go get Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo would probably do well if you're going to go out and 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 uh, just just take and throw them. I had a brother, I had a black dude, tell me that you can't believe Neil deGrasse Tyson. He said, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson is, is oh that brother's a sellout. <laughs> He's an astrophysicist, asshole. How the fuck is he <laughs> a sellout? A sellout of what? Knowledge? Fucking knowledge? <laughs> I, I shouldn't listen to an astrophysicist tell me about science? See, but this is this is the thing that a lot of people fail to understand is that academics aren't necessarily like bands. Like, you know, you can't be like, oh, well, you know. Neil deGrasse Tyson's all right, but I really prefer his earlier work, you know, before, before he got those degrees and shit, you know, it's, it it doesn't really work, you know, I like academics as, as sellouts. You would rather rather listen, you're bothered by Eric Dyson, but you're not bothered by, by Candace Owens, that cycle chick, she's straight out of her mind. But yet you, Eric Dyson, because he's educated. And by the way, he has a brother that's doing life in prison. So he's like, man, people think because I went to college that I, I've never, that I'm not from a, a certain, he said, I'm from the hood. I just decided to educate myself. My brother is, a, is in jail for murder and he's never getting out. Hello? Well, you know, time and it's, it, yeah. it's like you talking about, you know, growing up in, in East St. Louis, you know, where having a lawn, you know, yeah. instantly got you. Oh, you think you're better than us? Because <laughs> we want a grass. And, you know, this is, this is, <laughs> this is American exceptionalism, like just yeah. busted down to its very, like, yeah. basic, you know, it's. The the whole idea that the rising tide lifts all ships. Well, so let's rise. You know, it's if if you think someone is doing something that makes them better than you, then you get better than them. Don't tear their shit down. Well, why is it a competition though? Why are we making everything a competition? Because we're humans. That's you know that's, that's what you don't want to. Well, also, but you know what does capitalism breed? envy Content. jealousy it breeds <laughs> the shit you yeah, know that absolutely that's that's why we're at the end stages you know the only path forward is you know conciliation and cooperation empathy we somehow have to get out of this mindset of being you know threatened by other people's reality well, someone you asked know, me, which is what it seems to be. Well, I think it's I, that, I, and I, also I, the whole the Schadenfreude. You know, I mean, like I read in the news this week that Matt Gates's underage ex girlfriend was granted immunity by you know the the folks who are looking into the charges against him for sex trafficking minors across state lines, and 
you know, we all take joy in that. And I mean, I guess we should, depending on how it works out, if justice actually prevails and, you know, a criminal like Matt yeah, Gates yeah. is taken off the streets. You know, I was asked by a friend, he said, hey, Ty, do you think it's that the prostitution be, should be legal? I said, I think that, yeah, it should be, but it, it should be like a regular business, which means you have to get a license. You have to be checked out by the, the uh, um, uh, health and uh, the, the, the health and human services. You have to have, you know, you have to have all your things lined up so you're not spreading disease. And if that woman decides that she wants to be an independent contractor and make her own money, she'd not be demonized because that's what she wants to do with her life. It's her body. But I think you bring up an interesting point there, not to you know, move away from the whole prostitution thing, but the, the independent contractor aspect of it. And it's funny because you know, we applied those standards to stuff like sex work. You know, where, oh, no, you know, we they shouldn't have a boss that exploits them and and uses all their resources <laughs> while not giving them apt financial remuneration. Whereas in the world of business, I mean, that's that's business. I remember when I started uh, working as a temp years ago and I was explaining how it works to my mom. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, company goes to the temp agency and they give them, say, 20 bucks an hour so that the temp agency can hire you for $10 an hour. And my mom looked at me and she's like, well, kind of sounds like prostitution. <laughs> and I, I stopped and I thought about it. And I'm like, well, it kind of is. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that we've been seeing. And it's I potentially a good sign that the one of the good things that has come out of the pandemic and the shift in the way office jobs anyway have worked is that you know with the mass quitting and everything the workers actually do seem to have a little bit more power these days not than the overlords the corporations but more than they did have and they're learning how to flex that muscle you know uh, david yeah. what you just said rings true with me uh, about temping because when i tempt they would put the money for me on the dresser <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> i'd like to point out how democratic uh and liberal timon is that he wanted to legalize prostitution and immediately he brought in the government to regulate it <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's Look, you, you have to do that, Jim. You got to regulate. I mean, I mean, it's okay. I mean, but it, it's it's helping you stay in business. And if they know that they're doing a clean business and everybody's okay, and you have a and 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 they should, you know, if she could set it up to have benefits and all that good stuff, great. Well, I, you, I, what I'm saying is, I believe a woman should still be in control of her body because they're trying to control them with abortion. But yet, if she decides she wants to do legal pro, no, you got you want to control that too. So which is it? I can't yeah. make any money at it, but yet you also want to tell me I if that I cannot go and have an ab abortion if I want to. You want to control that? Here's yeah. here's a very and Republican. I'm men need to stay out. I mean, women are telling men, "Hey, I don't tell you how to do. It. Why are you controlling what I do?" Yeah, 
I was going to say capitalism. They want to control the means of production. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty much as simple as that. Or, Seriously. Uh, I'm sorry. They, they want to control the means of reproduction. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Toma- um, tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really just so unconscionable. I, I cannot believe, you know, as we're going backwards, I can't believe we're going backwards. Um, you know, and for women and for, you know, black Americans, like, whole, I mean, for Jews as well, for fuck's sake, we got pe- we got people, you know, shooting up synagogues. What the actual fuck in 2022? Are we going back to this horror again? And it, it just, it blows my mind. Well, and on, you know, going back to last weekend, and this is, this is part yeah. of the problem and the FBI props for actually correcting the the official word from the agency but i i think it was the the first agent in charge of that scene uh with with the terrorist who took uh, the the rabbi and the congregants hostage in texas said well this isn't an, uh, this isn't anti-semitic you know this is this is just you right. know terrorists it's like really because there are so many other potential targets with so many more people in them than this guy you know. flew across the Atlantic to come to this very synagogue. I mean, what do you, what and, do you want? And ask the, how, the how rabbi there to, to contact the chief rabbi of America. Yeah. And the, all right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This happens every time you like, you know, the guy that shot up the Walmart who drove an hour or two to get there. And it's like, yeah, he he had a plan and it was it was uh, against Hispanics, you know. Yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was in Texas. And- but don't please don't make don't make me experience any discomfort around the idea that it's possible that we are still living in a racist country. I yeah. can't I can't handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we were so, talking so. about the the winds here uh, at the beginning of the hour, and I mentioned that my sister in North Carolina was was putting up pictures of of the three inches of snow, and you know, with my sister, that snow is going to melt off. But you know, the rest of the snowflakes in the South, unfortunately, it oh. it seems like they are they are here to stay. Nice. <laughs> that was a bit of a heavy lift, I think. A little, little heavy. Hey. That punchline. I mean, I don't want to be critical here, but that was, you uh, know, the one I bypassed uh, earlier. Uh, sure. You know, the the novelist. Like would be a heavy lift. The novelist is editor. Whole, whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, you thought that whole, was long. Like, you evidently missed my Starbucks joke on, on Facebook this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The joke I wanted to tell earlier was you got your you got your doctor title <laughs> just so that you when you were having sex you could say the doctor is in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not true. You, I didn't I, get it didn't, just for that. <laughs> <laughs> I resisted that urge. Uh, no, there is there is no resistance. I mean, I did stop myself oh. from doing the joke about Matt Gates's uh, underage ex-girlfriend getting immunity and then asking her friends, well, if I have immunity, why does it still burn? Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, now I don't need the vaccine. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 
Well, it is it is wonderful to know that uh, the the hand basket that is taking me to hell has at least three other seats, and they are they are filled at at least every once in a while by three <laughs> folks as fine as you. And uh, having noted that, it is National Blonde Brownie Day, so I guess uh, maybe we are a cooking show. Uh, I was going to say let's let's get out there and enjoy not not just the blonde brownies, but all brownies, all brown. <laughs> all, all brownies matter. I was I was I was going to stop right before getting to that point, Jim. But I, I will BLM, say though, baby, BLM. <laughs> That's right. That is true. Brownie licks matter. I'm a little disappointed that we couldn't do the show in person because. I, I have expanded my my cooking repertoire, and I, I made refrigerator pickles this week. First time making any pickles of any sort. It came out really good. So next time we're all in person together. Cheesecake, I will... Dave. I'm, I'm not really a pickle guy. I, mean, I prefer <laughs> the cheesecake. Thank you. Or maybe, you know, the... You know, I'm just no, it's, putting the request out there. Absolutely. Hey, this is, this is the dawning of the age of the apple pie cheesecake. Uh, we just started making those Ugh. this year. Oh, dude, no, Erica, trust me. It's it's a cinnamon cheesecake with apple pie filling and then sharp cheddar melted on top. Hell no. That's not happening for me. But you enjoy that. <laughs> well, with a pickle. Well, I will. And yeah, there will there will be more cooking. There will be more shows. I mean, fuck, we've we've made two hundred twenty five of these. I imagine we still got a few more in us. So uh, we will we will keep doing those. And I am very grateful for the ones that the four of us have done together from our humble beginnings in a Koreatown Denny's five years ago to where we are today. So Amazing. thank you guys for being here. Throughout it all, and and especially today for this momentous occasion, it is it is so great. It was a lot of fun, Erica Schickel. It is always great to see you in person or on the monitors, and I look forward to doing it again. For the meantime, should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Well, you know, I'm Erica Schickel. There's a ton of K's in that, E-R-I-K-A-S-C-H-I-C-K-E-L. And just type that into Twitter, you'll find me there. Type it into Facebook, you'll find me there. Type it into your Google search bar with the words, The Big Hurt, and it will take you to any number of booksellers who will be happy to sell you my stirring and yet hilarious memoir, The Big Hurt. Um, and I'm Shickety on Instagram. You can follow me there. And it was really great to see you guys. I, you know, I wish things were getting better, but at least we can review the shit together and have a few laughs. So thanks a lot. We have the technology. We can rebuild it. <laughs> the $6 million country. Thank you again, Erica. So great to have you here. Mr. Jim Coughlin, always great to have you with us. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Well, I would like to redirect my time here to a family friend. Uh, his name is Katil. He's a young rapper, K-A-T-E-E-L, and you can find him on YouTube. And uh, he's fantastically talented, and he should blow up. That's it. Right on. 
Well, check check out uh, Katil on the YouTubes and Jim Coughlin here and in various other places. Uh, since you ceded your time to Katil, I will remind people that they can go to uh, jimcoughlin.com and pick up a little off the top of my head, uh, as well as, what, cooking tips? Whatever else you have on there. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hairstyling. Hairstyling tip. There you go. Eminently qualified. Uh, yeah. Possibly overquaffed. You yeah. never know. But, uh, Jim, thank you so much for being here. Uh, great to have you with us today. Mr. Time and Ship, always a pleasure to have you yeah, with us. Yeah. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Time and Ship at uh, Instagram, Time and Ship at Facebook, Time and Ship at Twitter. You can get my book, My East St. Louis, on Amazon.com and my CD, Universal Brother. Uh, comedy CD, Universal Brother, on Spotify, as well as CD Brother. And the fact that Jim is recommending rap, that is, that we're getting somewhere in America today, that Jim Coughlin is recommending, <laughs> recommending rap. You know, I, good old Jim. I, I don't want to be accused of, of casting aspersions or, or starting any rumors, but I understand that uh, Jim has also been smoking the marijuana of recent <laughs> Oh, yes, Occasionally, yeah. not 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 a full time gig, but he he is smoking the Buddha. Yes, he is smoking the Buddha. Expanding the horizons. Yes, he is. Well, well, well. Uh oh. <laughs> oh damn. Well, welcome to the degeneracy. We we welcome you with open arms, yes, and and Dave, full lighters. That yep, that's on you, Dave. <laughs> and Erica, was your bomb? Where's my bomb? Oh, it's in the other room. I'm going to go oh, get it. Oh, look at this. She's, She's on mission. Yeah, I got a, I got a, I've got a patio for that. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Altadena living, yo. Yeah, Where's yeah. that? <laughs> That's right, baby. Well, yeah. we blow hard up here. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Well, yeah, definitely uh, glad that uh, the hotspot was able to keep you with us for the whole show. <clears throat> and, uh, Godspeed, courage to you and everyone else uh, over there out east uh, where the winds are blowing and howling and the things are happening. Uh, me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the socials, on Instagram, not often there, but when I am, I am the Dr. Robinson. On the Facebook, it's Dr.David.Robinson. And on the Twitter, I am at StandUpFallDown. And if you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials as well. On the Facebook, all spelled out, let's be treasonable. And on the Twitter, we are at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for listening, whether it's been for one episode, 225 or somewhere in between. If you've been listening for more than 225 episodes, I was going to say seek medical help. And then I realized I'm a doctor and maybe not the best advice. Just keep tuning in. Eventually the numbers will catch up with each other. It'll all work itself out. But uh, thank you for listening. It is partially because you listen, partially because of our need for catharsis. 
There are many reasons why we do this show, but we continue to do it. And uh, with you listening, that just makes it all the more worthwhile. So thank you for listening. If you didn't like what you heard, not sure why you stuck around this long, but I want to thank you for doing that. Make you a deal. You don't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. Everybody's happy. Sounds good to you. Sounds good to me. We will be back next week. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.